Okay, so I wanted to do, um, this part of the show is called uh, The Various Usages of Aniyasham. Aniyasham. So the Torah, uh, many places, okay, ends Pesachim, usually the end of the Pesachim, Aniyasham, Aniyasham, Lakechem. And I didn't do a thorough survey. Okay, this could be a, like a more extensive share, but this is kind of like, you know, just, you know, just playing around a little bit, just a few of them. Is there's a lot of places that ends on Hashem, and usually or very often Rashi comments, and his comments are not always the same. They they follow a pattern, but they're like a few different types. So I thought maybe you, in this partial there happen to be three of them, at least that I know of. Three Rashi's, three different Hashem's, and it's an MR that is this is coming next partial. So uh, most of them, uh, from I did a search. It seems like the overwhelming majority of the ones in the Torah are in Vayikra. Okay, just in general, right? Throughout Vayikra. So, but the question is, like, what is, what are these different ideas? What's the meaning? Is there a rhyme or reason to the different things that she says? The most standard thing, what is, what is as far as you know, what's the standard? Niyasham. What is Rashi? Neman Lipara. Neman Shalom Sachar. Neman Lipara. Right. So those two are like almost go together. Sometimes he's one, sometimes the other. Maybe they're the same, maybe they're different, but I'm, I'm Hashem trusted to give rewards. I'm Hashem given trusted to punish. Right? That's like a standard. So, for example, you have that here. And um, I guess you could start with 22. That's Chaf Beis Lamegim. Right? Let's start Lama. Shmartem. Guard the mitzvahs and do that. Below Sechalo Hashem Kachi. Benikdashi. So when I saw Right? And don't do Chel Hashem. On the contrary, do Kedesh Hashem. I am Hashem. I'm Hashem. I'm Hashem. I'm Hashem. I'm Hashem. I'm trying to be your God. I'm Hashem. So I'm Hashem. Rashi says, I'm Hashem. I'm Hashem. For the purpose, for that purpose, that you're going to keep the mitzvahs and be Kedesh Hashem, right? I'm Hashem. I'm Hashem. I'm trusted to give reward. Right? So that's a classical... I don't know. To me, that's like maybe the most common thing he says. Okay, so and Yisham, Nemal Hashem Sacher, and again in twenty three twenty two, Chav Gimel Chav Beis. Okay, you know I always say the English numbers because uh, I just feel like I should say it, but whatever. I just like I write it on my phone. I keep track of the things on my phone, and it's just much easier to type in English. So, uh, you know, so just just uh, you know. Not from though. I know the Hebrew numbers. I know it's not that from, but that's you know. It's just on my phone. I, I have my notes. I'm keeping shot of sick Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not from anywhere. Okay, fine. Too bad. So it says, "Kutsu kam is kisir atzacham." When you're cutting the, um, you know, your harvest, los chala pasal tchabik kisrachav like a kisir los salakid. Right, you shouldn't, um, you know, put peya like basically leave stuff over. Let me log out tazav osam. Leave them over for the poor people. Ani Hashem alakechem. I'm Hashem your God. Rashi. Ne'am on the Shalom Sachar. Right? I'm trusted to give reward. Okay? So that's, that's again, that's common. I'm Hashem trusted to give reward. I'm Hashem. You know, let me show you. In, in Kedoshim, I think there's also a few like that, or at least one. Let me just see here. Kedoshim, it says, um, hold on. Um, no, no. Okay, must maybe. Hold on one more second. Oh, yeah, there's this one. Oh, the Arias one. That, that's a longer one. So let's, let's hold off on that. So let's... Um... Oh, yeah, here we go. So, so now I'm going to show the Litein Sar. 
Nemlashem. So again, in 26, 26.2, another one that he's awarded to give reward. It's a also reward. He says punished sometimes, but by the Rios, I think he says punished. So 26.2 is also, Shab Saitishmon Mikdashitiro, Ani Hashem, right? Ani Hashem, Nemlashem Sacha, right? Okay. Fine. And okay, so now, so now let's look at the one that that um over here. Oh yeah, no, here's here's the other one. Eighteen two. This is the other one. Eighteen two. Eighteen two. So this is at the beginning of the parsha of the Rias, right? Right. Let's tell them. I am Hashem your God. It's funny. It's like an intro. Usually, it's at the end. That's what you say to them. Don't do like the Mitzrayim, don't do like the Kananim, all the Arayos, that whole thing, right? So Rashi says, I'm the one who said it, I am Hashem, God. And you accepted my machos at Harsinai, right? It's reminiscent of that. Say, now accept my Gzeros. So Nirshamalkechem is like is a reminiscent of an Okeshamakha. Then I told you I'm gonna be a god, now accept my mitzvahs. Which is kind of funny because they've been mitzvahs all along. But whatever, right? Then it says Rebbe Omar. Because what? Right? They've been mitzvahs all along. It's not like the first mitzvah since our Sinai. Right. You know? Rebbe Omar, Golabiadul Fanush says, Sofalanatik Varayas. So we've known before Hashem that they're eventually gonna slip up in Arayas in um, in the days of Ezra. It's not quite Arayas, they married Gaim. You know, there's a lot of intermarriage, but whatever. The fikach bala in the gzeros. So now he's coming with him a gzeros. Ani Hashem alakeicham. Do you should know migos are lechem. Who's making these decrees upon you? Dayon li para v'nemel l'shalim sachar. A judge who punishes and he's trusted to give reward. Okay. <clears throat> so this is also a theme: reward, punishment. Hashem's going to punish. Hashem's going to give rewards. Right. Okay. Fine. So that, that's one class, one type of things. And I think there's other ones. I just don't want you know, let me just go back one more second. I know what Rashi say. It says a lot of places, but I don't know if Rashi is. I'm just trying to specifically do in Rashi's. But um, yeah. Okay, fine. So that's Anemar, yeah. Okay, so now let's look at the one which I wanted to take up. This is a little bit different. So this is in Vinosa. So this is in 2230. Cold? It, well, it's just really in my neck. Oh, here, 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 here. Like, here. I just need to cover it. Okay, so um, if it still doesn't work, let's close it. So this is talking about, let's take a look at the So. It says, um, I guess we can start from Chavta. So it says, Right? So when you slaughter a Zevach, a carbon Toda, so there's a carbon that you bring, it's a type of a Shlaman, which you bring as a Thanksgiving offering, if you're saved or something like that. Right? So, um, you should bring it for your will. Your appeasement, whatever. That's a cryptic statement. I don't know how to take On that day, you should eat it. Don't leave it over until the morning. Okay? So, so that is a din. So normally a shlaman, a typical shlaman, which a person brings, 
some is the carbon which you, you eat from. Okay, that's the vinyl meat from most of it. And it's eaten two days and one night. So you offer it during the day. You can eat it that day, you can eat it that night, you can eat it the next day. Okay? That's like the longest time of carbons eaten. The next day is a week. Yeah. But then it becomes nostra after that point. But by 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 um, the toda, it's a type of a shlamin, but it's specifically when it's brought for like salvation to give thanks to God, and that is like supdap shlamin. First of all, it has a limited, more limited time of usage, only day and night, and it becomes no star in the morning. And also, you bring with it all these loaves of bread, forty loaves and four, ten of four different types, and one goes to the coin, one of each goes to the coin, whatever. Okay, so basically, but that's the point. Saying this pasuk is saying you should eat it on that day. Don't leave it over till the morning on Yashem. So what does Rashi say on Yashem? Says, okay, Da mi gazer al hadava. Know who decreed about this matter. Al yekal be'enacha. And it should not be light in your eyes. Okay? It should not be light in your eyes. Don't take it lightly. Okay? So, he doesn't say his, uh, one of his standard refrains about, you know, reward, punishment. <laughs> know who decreed this upon you. And it shouldn't be light in your eyes. Right? And again, a few seconds later, it's what it talks about Kiddush and Mechol Hashem, Mamash, like three seconds later, it says, don't, you know, the Mechol Hashem, the Mechol Hashem, and the Hashem, Namal Hashem Sachar. Right? So I guess that's my question, is like, what is, at least in this, again, this is a bigger question, in theory, you could do this for every single on Hashem and the whole Torah and Rashi's and whatever, but let's just limit our, our attention to like these two, let's say. Okay? Or the other one in the parsha also was the other one in the parsha by uh, oh by by Makasha uh, Hampaya was that in this parsha I can't remember yeah, is that in Amar yeah oh, this one this, yeah that one that was in uh, no I'm in Amar now I'm in Amar but the other one was oh yeah yeah that was also in Amar yeah it was in the the Manas uh, the Manas name was after the uh, the Shneilach so again so there by the Shneilach after he says give Manas the name and Yasham he's going to reward you after it says Kedesh Shemchel Hashem and Yasham, because Hashem is going to reward you. <laughs> but here, by Nosar, by leaving over the meat until the morning, it's an Yasham, know who decrees this upon you, and don't take it lightly. Right? So, I guess, um, I guess, what's the, what does that mean first? All together, it's hard to understand what does it mean. Know who decrees it upon you? I mean, of course, Hashem. Right? Well, who else? And you break down Hashem. Hashem is the one who declares all the mitzvahs. And don't take it lightly. I mean, why would I take it lightly? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like, right? Yeah. And I guess, I guess you could ask a general question: Is like, why does it normally say? Maybe we should start with the normal thing. Yeah. Why do we say in Yeshem Neman Hashem Sacha? What's the, what is that? What's the sense of that? I feel like that one's a little bit easier to understand. But what you know, what do you think about that one? We start with that one. Right. Right. Shem's always right. Shem's always trusted to give stars. So why do you say it sometimes? Right. Okay, that's a good question. 
And it's true. I mean, Bechlal, it's hard to understand. Why does it ever say any Hashem? Okay, we know. Hashem gave us the whole Torah. And by Dabar Shalom Moshe Lamar, but you have to keep it repeating. Then Yashem, the plain shot. I mean, that's, I guess, what Rashi's trying to patch up all these times. Why does he keep doing it? You know, every time he does it, there's some sort of a refrain here in Yashem to teach you, to remind you, or something, right? Well, and again, yeah, right. As as there's no change. Hashem doesn't change, but still, somehow, seems to be like a need. So, I mean, what do you say, plain shot? I mean, I tell you, okay, do this thing. If you do it, I'm going to reward you. Hey, it's, it's a plain shot. It's like if you tell somebody, do this thing, I'll give you a hundred bucks, I don't know, whatever, I'll give you a reward. It's generally by something where a person is going to have resistance to, something which is hard. Let's say manasanya. You're asking people to give up their money, to give up their produce, leave it over, leave it in their fields, the corner of their field for the neon to take or whatever. These are hard things to do, right? And given that it's hard, the person's naturally going to have resistance, right? And it's easier to just not do it or to ignore it or to whatever. So by mitzvahs, which are special challenges, perhaps it reminds you, on Hashem, this is not just a rule. It's a rule by Hashem, the creator of the world, who is trustworthy. He gives, he punishes, he rewards. Sometimes it's a threat. Sometimes he says, oh, Hashem was going to punish you. Like by Arayos. That's why I saw someone say this. By Arayos, it's punishments. Right? There are like violations. This is more like by a mitzvah, like giving a giving manasaniyam. Or in a Kiddush Hashem, I'm not, close, I'm not sure, but I mean, whatever. The point is, Sfar and Onesh are both like, um, you know, like the Torah oftentimes gives, you know, rewards as blessings and curses. It's Sfar Onesh, and that's part of a motivating factor for a Lolishma. Maybe it's at the highest level of a person doing things, but that's the reality that people, a lot of people are on. And we need motivation. So it says, look, you're giving up your, your food to a Neum, you might feel, oh, how can I give my food? Don't worry, any Hashem, Nehmel Hashem Sachar, you can get rewarded. You have to recognize that Hashem, the one who's commanding you, is Hashem, who gives you a reward. So in the short term, you're going to have to lose, but ultimately you're going to be more perfected, you're going to follow this Hashem, Hashem's going to reward you. I got you back, Hashem's saying. Any Hashem, this is not just a rule from some human being who's trying to control your life and, you know, just basically making you give, like, give taxes to whatever, but are you going to get the money back? I don't know, who knows? Hashem's saying, yeah, you will. Hashem, I give reward. And it reminds you of that after a hard command. So that seems like a reasonable thing to do. Right? Now again, I'm not sure. You could look at all of them and see if that works out in every single case where it says reward or punish, but it seems like a reasonable theory. And the few I looked at, it seems, seems really reasonable. Okay. So now, in our case, so by Nosar, Right? Right. So on the surface, it doesn't really apply. Because it's saying is, you know, when you bring a carbon toda, make sure you eat it. I know you normally eat the carbon shlomans one, two days and one night. But now, make sure you finish it before the morning. Right? Last yeah. time? Last time, right. Your last time. Get to finish it that night. Can't leave it over till the morning on Yasham. So what do you say, Hashem, I'm going to reward you? It's really hard. Hashem, I'm going to reward you. It's not that hard. It doesn't seem that hard. I mean, it's hard. We have to think of this a little bit. But, I mean, okay. So look, I could eat it over uh, the course of two days. Or one day. One day and one night, you know. I could have leftovers. <laughs> you know, I could not have leftovers. You know, maybe I'd prefer to have the leftovers. I don't know. But, yeah, whatever. It doesn't seem like, 
Not a huge doesn't seem like yeah like it's really hard thing you have to i mean i understand giving your money to an em to poor people that's not, a big deal like an ego yeah issue. right or hell i don't know whatever giving you life make sure it's a day that you're gonna be hungry like, yeah bring it on the right make sure it's that make sure you have enough people to eat it whatever right it just doesn't seem like one of those things that Hashem has to dangle a reward or a punishment at you right so yeah, yeah cool. does the nose apply to the bread also? I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but again, you could share this stuff with everybody, though. Right. So, so this one is, um, so now, so, you know, so we're on the NOSA one. So this is in 2230. So Rashi says, again, it says, Don't leave it until the morning. Right? So we're saying, we're, we're saying why it makes sense that he doesn't say, He's trusted to give reward or to punish. Because it doesn't seem like that's that type of mitzvah. Right? Doesn't see, doesn't say it. Rashi doesn't say it, and based on our theory of why he does say it at other times, it doesn't seem reasonable to say it here. Right? It's not, it's not such a hard mitzvah that he has to, you know, throw a reward or punishment at you. So now our question is: So what does he say? So let's read it again. Da mi gozer al hadafa. No, who decrees this matter? The al yekal and it shouldn't be light in your eyes. Okay. So the Rashi says again. I'll tell you like better. Zayin Yebez. He says, "Im halda al anes shenasel." Thanksgiving on anes. You go on your day. Hayam. Go to the sea. Welcome to Paris. You go to the desert. Bechabushi beis asherim, or you're in jail. Becholish and astrape by him, or you're healed. Shichan odos. Right. At the vadosh and like shekasa by him, like pasuk can tell him, "Yodu l'Hashem." Fast of and the flows of neadam. You can express your thanks to Hashem. Mechasa Hashem. And it flows to people, and you visit So if, if that's why you're making the shlamim, then it's a shlamim toda, and it needs bread, and they're only eating one day a night, and so on. Right? So it's a similar to something, similar to something that you bench goma for. Yeah, right, exactly. Similar Same idea. You bench the goma for right. So, so I'll tell you a story. Okay. <laughs> Once upon a time, okay, I went to a dinner. Okay, so I went to a dinner, and the, you know, so the dinner is specifically like they wanted the people who spoke at the dinner to keep it, keep the speeches short, okay? And um, one of the people who got up there, the person who I guess, I don't know, you could argue was like the main honoring, right? And he's a person who was very supportive of this institution, he was given like a big honor or whatever, you know? So he basically got up and he just spoke like a long time. I don't know. Let's say 10 minutes. And towards the end of the speech, he said, I'm a little bit over my allotted five minutes. But, you know, five minutes, you know. He was like a 10, maybe he's even more, you know. And like, I don't know. I personally was feeling like, oh, this is going so long, you know. <laughs> but but like, it wasn't that long and it wasn't that bad. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about this guy, but again, I don't know if anyone knows who I'm talking about or anything like that, but again, I don't mean to like spend this individual in any way. I just want to make a point, okay? I don't know any, I don't really don't know the guy and I don't know what's, you know, but there's a type of, 
you know, thing which he embodies, which that thing embodies. And for all I know, he's not, you know, he's not at all guilty of anything. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a type of a thing, yeah. which I'm going to explain. And, you know, but again, I, I don't know. Sure. Okay. I don't think, yeah. So, so basically, but not only that, I'll tell you what he was talking about. He wasn't talking about himself. He was talking about how great this institution is. Talking about it, you know, it just felt like he was like, it was on a campaign, like an advertising campaign about this thing. But, yeah, he kept, and he kept talking and talking and talking about it. And it was like, you know, very kind of words about the thing. And again, I don't know how everyone in the room felt, but I don't know, for me it was a little bit more, you know? <laughs> what I was thinking is like, presumably the, the head of the institution told him, keep the speech up to five minutes. And like, he knew, I mean, he had a whole long speech of pages. I mean, he must have known, he must have rehearsed it. And I also didn't know it was going to take 10 minutes or whatever, but he was doing it anyways, right? So I was thinking is that like, what's the, so what's like the psychology? Like what's the, what's the deal, right? So to some extent, I feel like, look, he's the auditor. He arguably, I don't know this to be the fact, but I'm assuming he gives, he gives money to the institution, support of the institution. He's invited his friends to come to the dinner. He's being honored. And as such, he feels like he he's like the one who is, you know, giving to this institution and he's supporting this institution. And I understand that the head of the institution told him to speak that, you know, short. But after all, I mean, come on, I'm the man of the hour. I'm the guy who's giving of myself and of, you know, my money and my whatever to this institution. And at the very least, I got to talk about it and I want to spend time on it and I want to do it the way I want to do it. And does it really matter what an extra five minutes? Who really cares? Whatever has to go home to watch TV or whatever. What's the big deal? Let me just, you know, stretch it out, say all the things I have to say, and so on. Right? So, something like that. Now, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, you could say, this is, I don't know, some people might be saying, but you go five minutes. Who are you to start, you know, like the head of the organization, the guy who's running the dinner, decide how long people should speak you know, even he wouldn't call himself. Yeah, I don't think so. Right, but like, whatever. You know, it's probably who's thinking something like that. Big deal. I'm helping the institution. Ultimately, I'm helping the institution. I'm talking so positively about them. I instead of talking about myself and just pontificating about who knows what, but I'm like, I'm talking about the institution. I'm giving like all kinds of, you know, praise to the thing. I'm sure everyone loves it. This institution must love it, and whatever. So maybe it's a similar vein. It's like you have this guy. He's giving a carbon tote to the Kaddish Baruch He's coming to the base of Mekdash. He was saved by Hashem. He's coming to express his uh, appreciation for Kaddish Baruch He's eating the, the carbon with Hashem. And he wants to engage in it. He wants to indulge in it. He wants to engage in it. He wants to eat it. He wants to eat the financial It's a special day for him. And he wants to uh, have the meat. And Look, two days isn't a big deal. All slums, I'm just saying, all slums are two days. That's the standard now. So it's not like it's getting disgusting. It gets disgusting later, but whatever. This is the way slums typically go. And who really cares? And I understand. I know the rule is you have a day and a night. And the Kohanim are saying, no, no. It, it, it. But okay, whatever. Does it, really make, does it really make a difference? It just feels like, who really cares? I just want to enjoy the thing a little bit more. I'm giving the carbon tashem anyways and giving to the mikdash it's a type of a thing that he might just feel it just doesn't doesn't matter that much and like it says know who makes the kadeira i don't know maybe it's just the rules 
Like again, the rule is you have to do a five minute speech. Okay, the rules are rules. Whatever. Rules you break the rules, who cares? Whatever. Maybe it's the Kohanim's rule. They want to just keep things moving. So the, the Torah is saying, Aniyasham. And the way Rock interpreting it is you should know. First of all, it's Hashem makes the decree. It's not the Kohanim's rule. It's Hashem's rule. This is part of the system of the Torah that maybe as, uh, maybe the people who are saying Leslie or someone else, that uh, it's more chasha. It's, there's a class, the gradations within the Torahs. And the, the shorter amount of time is more chasha. The Skechik Kachim is only eaten for one day and one night. Right, so it's, it is more chash than for whatever reason, whatever tamadawa. That's the system. That's the the, the halacha. That it's um, you know that it has to be eaten in one day and one night. And as much as you just feel like you might be in a situation where you just feel like, what's the big deal? I gave it. I want to be involved in more. I'm eating the carbon lashem. I'm eating it before Hashem. I'm giving this carbon lashem anyways. I'm expressing that. I'm giving the What's the big deal if I stand a little bit more? Like another another thing is like. Um, does it really matter? Like I think my father quoted me once. Someone told him that um, somebody was trying to, I forgot this story exactly, but something like you're rushing to get Shkia, whatever, some man, and the guy says, you think God is standing there with a stick and going to hit you if you, uh, you know, if you're watching his watch to make sure you get it before the man? Something like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it just feels like, I think there's like a certain sense, like I'm praying to God. I'm talking to God. I'm pouring out my heart to Him. Doesn't matter what time it is. Like, what's the big deal, right? What's the big deal? It doesn't matter. Is that what God really cares about? Uh, he's trifling over the minutes. It's an extra day. It's a tomorrow. Well, yeah, I understand that it's getting gross. If the meat's getting disgusting, it's a design of kachim. It's not a design. It's just a time limit. So zmanim, like zmanim, again, there are people who aren't so careful about zmanim, and they don't like zmanim, and they're unhappy about the whole idea of zmanim, or whatever. I'll pray when I want to pray. I'm praying to God, I'm talking to God, you know. But no, Hashem is goes there. Don't take it late. These are the halachas. Part of the religious service of God involves time, involves discipline, involves following the rules, involves serving God in the way which he dictated it. And you might, there's certain modes, certain times. Again, that's why I think a person's talking to God. He feels like he's offering up his words to God. He's turning to God. He's serving God. He's whatever. So first of all, you're not giving God. Maybe like in this case of the... Um, of the dinner, or the, you give know, a gift to a king, you might say you're giving the, the school such a great, you know, thing. So after all, I'm giving them this thing that they should be able to talk for longer than you're not giving God anything. Not ultimately giving God, you're recognizing God. Right? And it's for you to recognize him. And if you rec- it's a contradiction, you're recognizing him, but then you're doing it longer than he set up the the rule. You know? It's like against the whole idea of recognizing. So you might have a feeling and emotion of giving to Hashem. Saying, no, no, I am Hashem, and Hashem, Hashem is the creator of the world. He doesn't need anything. He doesn't need your gift. The whole gift is uh, your recognition of him. And part of the way you recognize him is you go to his makom, you follow the halachic system, and you follow the, the rules of the system. Don't take it lightly. It's a type of a thing that, again, I'm saying it's like it might be taken lightly, first of all, because it's ordinary the way he does it. And he's giving the thing anyways. And who really cares about the time? And like, and so, and another way to think about this is maybe like a little deeper way is that I feel like a, a large, like a part of a person's motivation for religiosity, if you will, right, for being strictly adhering to rules, 
is like a person's superego, conscience, guilt, right? And certain uh, certain mitzvahs, or veros, trigger guilt, and you're not going to do it because you feel guilty. Your superego kind of, you know, tells you to, uh, you know, that's wrong, which is wrong to steal, it's wrong to whatever, right? But like in the words of that person who said that my father, you think God's standing there with a stick? It's like the idea of Zman, missing Zman doesn't make him feel guilty. It feels almost a little like his image of God is like a, some superego figure who's going and following rules and he's enforcing a rule that you don't uh, daven uh, by a certain time. Who cares? It's like you, you don't feel guilty about missing a time. It's just not that type of a thing. It's your emotions. It feels like you're not really. Time limit is just like one of these like a rule which is meant to be broken or a rule which is like who really cares for you know it doesn't you don't feel guilty about it fine you feel guilty about killing about stealing about certain qualitative things but just letting the time clock elapse a little bit that's what he's saying you think god cares i'm davening what are you i'm supposed to feel guilty that i'm davening four minutes late who what was that it just doesn't arouse that sense of guilt and after all i'm giving a carbon lashem i'm not going to feel guilty on the contrary i'm the one who's graciously giving the carbon lashem now what? Because uh, what do I feel guilty about? Because I, I ate it a little bit. I ate the carbon of national kacha and the mikdash an extra day. So, so the, the thing is, that's what I think. Ani Hashem is that you're not going to necessarily your guilt isn't going to feel bad about things, and therefore you have a tendency to take it lightly, and therefore it's saying no. Ani Hashem, do me goes there. It's a decree from my kaddish baruch and you're, you're following the mitzvahs isn't based upon how much guilt it arouses. It's based upon the fact that it's a Hashem. And certain mitzvahs arouse more guilt, less guilt. I think that's what Rabbi said I should about why. It says that Lashon Hara hurts three people. The, obviously, the person you're talking about, the person speaking, and then the most is the, recipient, the listener. So I, I think, among other things, why the listener the most? Because you don't feel guilty about, you might feel guilty about speaking Lashon Hara, but you don't feel guilty about listening to it. You don't do anything. But like that's part of the like the guilt is what kind of keeps you from attaching yourself to hate, but an emotional level. So, but this is like in a certain sense, it's it's it, guilt free. That's you know. But again, guilt isn't the ultimate motivation. It, it's a it's a motivation. It's a factor in people keeping Torah mitzvahs, but it's not the ultimate motivation. But the person has to be aware when it's a mitzvah which may not trigger the guilt, or where a person already feels like he's being such a tzaddik because he's doing this mitzvah and he was saved by Gosh Baruch and all that. So it's it's prone. A person's prone towards taking it lightly, towards just not you know. So then the Torah has to give you like an extra one. Don't take it lightly. I'm Hashem. Remember, this is a tzivoy Hashem. It may not feel like a big deal, but it is. I guess what's interesting is like that's what uh, the claim here is. It's like different mitzvahs are different, and Ani Hashem could be doing different types of things. You know, there's always ultimately it's Hashem is Hashem, but certain mitzvahs might trigger different types of resistance, different types of reasons why a person wouldn't do it, and Ani Hashem might be bringing to mind various ideas, you know, in different circumstances, which you know, and that's what I'm saying, Rashi. The claim, at least, is, is that Rashi is not just taking what on Hashem, he's looking at the context, looking at the mitzvah, looking at, obviously, if you're saying Hashem, it means that the person needs some reminder, something about the fact that Hashem, and he's figuring out in each mitzvah, what is it that is kind of missing, what would be a person's contention, his resistance, his whatever. So, like, yeah, in those other mitzvahs, it's really hard. He's going to say, oh, you can do it order. 
in this mitzvah, it just really feels like who cares? Or it's like, feels like whatever, take lightly. Don't take it lightly, I'm the one who's decreeing it, don't, you know? So like in different mitzvahs, they're different. So now this is by the Arayos. It says, um, oh, so this is it's a little bit different. But right, so it's, it's an intro. That's what's a little bit different. It's before he introduces the whole parish of Arayos, it just says, Ani Hashem Before he says anything. Then, after it says, Ani Hashem don't do like the Mitzvah, don't do like Canaan, they don't bring you into it, don't follow the Chukim, and you know, do the Mitzvah, whatever, and so on. And then they introduce the Arayos. So Rashi says, Chup Shakim. So why don't we take them one at a time? Ani Hu Shamati Besina Enochi Hashem I'm the one who said it, I've seen I am Hashem of God, Vikibalti Alecha Machusai. Nechusi accepted upon my my machos me ata kibluk zeros and now accept my zeros, right? So the question I mentioned quickly before is, I mean that was early, that was in Parshas Yisrael, maybe it's early Shvatim before, maybe I think about Rashi, but whatever. And you had a lot of mitzvahs from uh, you had the Sefer Devaros, you had um, all of the I guess you have the Ekra, the Kavanos, but the Boros. I mean, that was at Harsinai, whatever. At Harsinai, the first of the Ten Commandments. So now he's saying, I'm the one who said, now accept my gazeros. I mean, he's giving, giving them the mitzvahs, uh, not all all along, but there was mitzvahs. There have been various mitzvahs until this point. Not like this is the first mitzvah. So now it's saying is, now accept my gazeros. I'm the one who said, now accept my commandments. Okay, there's been other commandments. What does he mean? Should have said that after the, you know, at the beginning, early on. Thank God. That's what I was thinking. That, right. There's a, I am Hashem, your God. He's like Hashem is a God. He's God. Okay. Now, the harder the mitzvah is, the more you have to remember that. So like other mitzvahs you have, okay, mitzvahs are nice, whatever. But Arayos is a big deal. He's basically now restricting your sexual life. In a way, which again, in Mitzrayim, they were involved in all kinds of promiscuity. In Canaan, where you're going, there you go. So you're saying, it's telling them, you guys are going to have to have a whole different life. You're going to have to have a life of Kedusha, a life where your sexual instinct is under strict control. You can't be involved in all those types of perversities or whatever that they were involved in in Mitzrayim, and they're going to be in Canaan. And that's like, um, you know that Rashi, it says, I found it, but I can't remember where I found it. But Bochel Mishpachosav, it says, um, there's the people who went to their families, and it says they were crying by their al Because those are they went, they were crying by their families. But it says al It means you're crying about Arayos that they had. A, oh, there was by Chukas, the Chukas by the they uh, Taiva, Kiros Taiva. They had this Taiva, and they were crying to their families. And Rashi says uh, crying about their families means that they couldn't be involved in Arayos. exactly right. So it means uh, that there's like yeah right. They were crying about the restriction of Arayos. So the point is, is like, is like Taiva's, like, uh, take a person, like, again, take a person, imagine a person who's involved in, um, you know, free, free sexuality, and the nation, I mean, they were involved as a Mitzrayim, they weren't at a high level in Mitzrayim, and uh, it's free sexuality, and basically now he's imposing on them a whole system of Arayos, right, a whole system of Arayos, which is basically you have to curtail your sexual life and relegate it to marriage, basically, right? So and even then, not anyway. Yeah, even that nida thing. Yeah. You have to decide who you marry, and then even then you're after the nida, and then right. I mean, it's a big deal. So, 
So right away, now he's, so to speak, so, so to speak, flexing his God muscle. He's saying, listen, I told you before, I'm your God. But then I told you the different mitzvahs. And the mitzvahs are all reasonable, and they're interesting, and they're whatever, and you're building a mishkan, and you're bringing karbanos, and all that. Okay, it's very nice. But now, okay, get ready. Right? Now's where it's time to remember. I'm your God. I told you to go and try him. This is where